but that's hey everyone. Hi. Welcome to the patch. Welcome to the patch. Where apparently Ryan wow. is shitty, according to Bernie. This is that week, the case, Bernie? This week brought to you wow, by man. Crunchyroll and MeUndies. Welcome so, uh, to. Yeah. And a very oh, <laughs> wow. Burns. wow. Are you verified? A lot of burns. No. It's you're Twitter. Verified. I'm verified. I'm not verified. Yeah. That's fine. You're, you're about to pass me in, in followers if you haven't yet. What are you at? Uh, I think I'm like at 370 or something. Oh. Yo, yo, what's, what's so you at, huh? close, girl. Really? Is this the discussion so we're Welcome opening to the, the Hold on. We Hold talk on. about Wait, the important let me just things. do this. Hang on. Is how my many, social dick bigger than yours? How many you got on Facebook? Oh. Oh, well. Uh, like two. I got 1.3 million. That's a, a million, a million, a million, a million. But it's Welcome YouTube to the that loved you enough for the hoodie. Million That's true. What? <laughs> dudes jerking it to me on okay, Facebook. Okay, well, hey, you know. Seconds. I've got two. You should, you've got two plus, dudes jerking it right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the patch. The, patch. <laughs> the video game. The video game thing. Wow, this honestly, this is just an indication, I think, of like how frazzled we all are in the run-up to E3. It's really <laughs> just that it's <laughs> the moment we're like best friends, and then somebody throws something that's like a snap, free snap. It's like I got the free snap because I'm more popular. Snapple. I hate you. It's how Everybody we're immediately got we're like hoodies, but me. we're basically like the Twilight Zone where everyone thinks everyone else is an alien, but we're like <laughs> but we're, we're the only we, human. We know everybody else. It's is like an alien. Town of Salem, but everybody's the killer. Everybody's mafia. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Is it mafia? It is. Is yeah. that like okay. the werewolf game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I've, I've it's played that. real fun. Gotcha. It's like an online version of it. So basically for about six months, if I was like supposed to be working, I always had a tab <laughs> open like. Oh, is that game out already? Oh, Town Salem's Town been out Salem? online for years. Oh. Yeah. I thought I, I, they I, have a card game Kickstarter. They just did. That's I, probably. What I thought they were making. I thought Ubisoft was making another version, or was it, are they making a version of Werewolf? I think. Oh, maybe. That's a video game. This is like a yeah. It came out in 2014. Game. Yeah. He did it. I didn't mm -hmm. think he'd do it, but he yeah. did it. What did he did? He filled that thing to and the brim. And he didn't, it, it was and he like didn't spill it. Surface tension was keeping my tea. I thought <laughs> he was going to be wearing it. Uh, it my, my surface was about to drink it. Spilling. <laughs> speaking of tea. There's been a lot of spilling of tea with all the leaks this week in That's video games. Oh, so many leaks. Uh, yeah, that That's why I got the hoodie, Ryan, because I'm good at segways. Uh. <laughs> because she's keeping us on track. Because That's otherwise, right. we'll just talk about tea for an hour. Yeah. There yeah. have been a lot of leaks. I mean, we've been leaking. We always get leaks this time of year. Yeah. It's what happens before E3. It's what people do. It's how everything works. I feel like this year is particularly bad. Well, Last real, year, real, I want to clarify something I said earlier, real fast, before we get down the, that rabbit hole. Okay. Ubisoft is developing a VR version of Werewolves called Werewolves Within. Oh, okay. yeah, I've seen that. That yeah. looks really oh. cool. So that's what I thought. But I you're, wonder you have what, to sit okay. in a. Is it like you play with all your friends while you all wear the same? No, I think it's headset? like you play with people yeah. online. Oh, cool. Like, and okay, you sit cool. in a virtual environment. Oh, cool. The way it works too, like, so you'd still have private conversations with people, or I guess you can have private conversations. You like lean towards them, and that's it makes like a private world where just the two of you can oh whisper God. together. It's literally like this morning we were saying we needed a cone of yeah, silence. exactly. Oh, man. We don't have to go behind the bathrooms anymore, Ryan. VR helmets. <laughs> VR and then helmets. everyone Wait. in the room with you can still hear you. Wait, I'm sorry. You guys go behind the bathrooms for your private conversation? I mean, that's a good place for a cone <laughs> of silence, right? Isn't that where right? people go to, like, go to smoke in high school or something? Yeah, like behind, behind the, the gym. Also here, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that true. is also that where is people true. smoke here. Okay, sorry. Yes. Yeah, leaks. leaks. They're, they're everywhere. They're, this is the first time. The boat's going down. Well, you know, last year, I think Bethesda in particular did really, really well. It makes sense because it was their first time doing their own press conference. But like, we all suspected that Fallout 4 was going to get announced. But what actually came out of the conference was like, yay, it was confirmed. But it wasn't because of a leak. It was just because we all wanted Fallout 4 to be mm -hmm. announced. They kept it all under wraps. I mean, my God, was a Fallout uh, shelter? Yeah. yeah. That was huge. They managed yeah. to get it into the, the store 
Yeah. And it was unspoiled. This year, their whole lineup oh. for the press conference got spoiled. I'm, I'm very curious to see, like, all the different points of failures that leaks come from. Because it's always interesting. It's always, like, a different one. Like, the weirdest one to me was the supposed Dead Rising 4 leak. Again, who knows if it's real or not. Some game store employee was like, oh, look, I put together this poster at work today. And then, like, took a picture of it and then uploaded it to Reddit. So, it's like, you don't know. It's kind of a shitty picture. Uh-huh. It could be Photoshop. could be something fake. But it's like, how, how would it get that far along? You know, and then like that's where your leak like, happens. My like favorite. that's the problem. I'd be like, really, we made it so far, <laughs> yeah, and you fucked it up. My favorite is Shinobi zero six two. We we do like ten Shinobi stories a week now because he's like, but he turns out he's like an HR guy somewhere. He just has all the hats. Do you think he just like he analyzes the trends and he's, he's, he's like no, I the oh. Data. oh Gavin bringing it back. Uh, he didn't even wait around. He just threw it. In he the just wall. left. He, he just was too dropped the mic. By how then... awful that throw was. Yeah, Edgar too joins us on set today hey um, Edgar too he just like he's on NeoGAF and he's always got all the hot gossip I and feel it's like always he's right gotta be like blackmailing people or something yeah like he's gotta have sex photos or he's something. an HR guy you want right? your W2 so you we want don't your know. W2 hey, I know, we don't know what he I know does. what you used your insurance on last <laughs> month right we don't know like what he does. We don't know if he's in industry or right. some tangential thing. But like maybe all these people have like come through, and he's like, "I have all your personal information. Like I know what you did." Here's the and credit cards I just opened in your name. Do you right. want them to see activity or not? Exactly. So then he he's got this whole thing going on. Like, give me the deets or else. Yeah. And uh, that's that's and then how he puts he gets it on NeoGAF like, of all places. It, whatever it does, like whatever he's doing, it's working. Yes. Somebody give this man a job in intelligence. Because oh, he yeah. is what killing he it. He might, uh, I don't know. Do we really want him in actual intelligence? He just tells everybody. He's like, guys, Russia <laughs> has 20 nukes. Like, he posted on NeoGAF immediately. They're, they've got nuke 3.0 they're going to be launching what? next week. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. that would be scary because he's always right. Yeah, and he's then right about everything. There have been a couple other ones, too. So the Watch Dogs 2 leaked because... Uh, Ubisoft sent out a bunch of stuff like, like they sent out Ray-Bans with a with a an embossed case and everything, and they sent it out before announcing the game. Okay, who'd they send it, it out to? Let's, let's like, circle it back around to us not getting free stuff. Who'd they send this I shit did, out to? I did, by the way. <laughs> see one. I saw one you know, over in the sales office. What addressed what? to? It was addressed to Funhouse with a capital H. We don't have anyone like that in this company. We've got we've got a Funhouse, but nothing with a capital H. No, so like it was never it was never appropriately yeah. delivered. What you just said was it was delivered to the no. That's what I heard. Right. What you yes. said. I'm sorry. My bad. Of course. Yeah. Misspoke. Right. Um, it, said the no. It was a, it was a weird accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. That's how it's, it's actually. She knows I've been in Germany, mm. so she was trying to say yeah. it. Right. My so bad. Yeah. It's a hamburger. Yeah. So. And then, and then that someone was, posted that to Twitter. Yes. Of of, of course. Uh, and then That's they were like, oh, yeah, the game exists. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, all right, great. Well, we're going to do, okay, yes, fine. The game exists. Big surprise. Everyone mm-hmm. thought that it never happened. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do our big reveal. And then what's the day before the reveal or two days before the reveal, a banner ad pops up on IGN. It's got like the release date and like all the details, like all this stuff is happening. And so it's like, well, I don't know what your announcement has left. Yeah, the, people even saw like the cinematic trailer. Yeah, I yeah, think. On yeah. Twitch. Well, a shorter version of it on Twitch. On yeah. Twitch, yeah. It was like played version. as a commercial. Yeah, it's like all, all their ad inventory started triggering early. It was and like they, they forgot to set a date for when those materials were, were to go out. Yep. And everybody just guessed like, I don't know, like Tuesday? I, I get it to some degree because when you get to this time of year, everyone is... Well, I mean, they're they're like me. You should see me today. I can't carry on a conversation even like this because my mind is switching gears so many times. The PR people and all, and everyone trying to get ready for their press conferences and the keynotes and then also get this stuff out on time. 
stuff's going to get fucked up somewhere. So the real question in all of this is, will Watch Dogs 2 actually be good? Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Fool me once. Fool me twice. Right? But you like, say that. It I looked cool. Watch I Dogs didn't dislike one looked one. cool. I didn't dislike Watch Dogs I played... I, I think I played about three or four hours of one, and I was really? like, "I was like, I just can't." Gavin played. Why not? What did you so like about tens it? of hours of one tens in our house? Hours. So like, I mean, like probably like fifty hours of one, if not more, just over and over and over and over. He loved it, but he was like, "This game sucks." Playing, which is yeah. what he so does he was like Ryan and Destiny, yes, which also had like no, I had no choice with Destiny. Uh, we okay. watch dogs, I and yet we'd, we'd, we'd hear you be like, uh, by the way, I played another like 20 hours this week. I had to, it's a video, yeah. it's like, so hard to be. I have Ryan. documented evidence as to why I had to it's play hard Destiny, to be you, I know. Uh -huh. but again, I, I have, I have, I have, it could have been better. I have a very weird relationship with open world games, and we've talked about uh, this before. Like, I did not like GTA 4, I didn't like Red Dead Redemption. So it's like there's some there's some open world games where like I get started and I'm like I just I don't have enough direction so I'm gonna give up on this. Too open. Okay. I Let's feel back that up way. to the part where you didn't like Red Dead Redemption. What? Nope, I didn't like it. He I played. Like I probably world. played Red Dead Redemption for three or four hours. Also, then I at one point I was riding my horse and I'm like, why? Well, because you didn't stopped. know. You're like I don't know where there I should go. go or there was like too many choices. I was like I could go here, I can go there, I can go there, I can go there. It's like. Uh, I, I just don't know. But how do you do with Bethesda games? But, but, you like yeah, Fallout. I love Fallout. Like... I like GTA Five. I don't like Elder Scrolls games, but I finished Skyrim. It's like I have a very weird track record. I was literally games. just talking to Gavin about that. About he was talking about why I hadn't played GTA Five, and I was like, I feel like Grand Theft Auto games. Like everyone's like, oh, you can do this, you can do this, you can go over here, you can do that, and I'm like. I just want to be like I want like a Bioshock experience where it's like I walk here, story tells me this. I walk here, story tells me this. Like I enjoy that linear experience. Well, it's it's more of a focused storytelling narrative. It's yes. this is uh, it's, it makes it linear, and that's I mean movies are linear. That's how you consume most media, books, TV shows, movies. It's it this happens and this happens and this happens. It's not this happens. And then the main character just went on kind of a side thing where he went and robbed a liquor store. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, narratively, it gets clunky. I guess it's weird, too, Gus, that I, I follow you on that as well because I also, I love World of Warcraft, but it is very, like, yeah. then I go over here. But I, I'm, like, the I'm so part of the problem because if it's a quest, it's, like, ten beaver pelts and four <laughs> hooker STIs. I'm like, yes! I'm like, I love collecting what? things. I'm like, it's like getting oh, yeah. to check Meg it loves the collecting STIs. That's what you yes. get from the Murlocs, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the hooker STIs. And beaver pelts, those aren't in World of Warcraft either. But, like, I love stuff where what it's, like... What if the beaver pelts already have STIs? Get, did you get that the beaver pelts... Were like their vaginas. Yeah. Was, there you go. Was so it. anyway, I love co like collection quests, mm -hmm. and I'm and the worst kind of person because well, I hate that. collection oh, quests. I love them. It's like because like why doesn't every beaver drop a pelt? Yeah. I love right? it. It's like sometimes you had you one mess on you. I saw it. it. Sometimes you stab it too much. Well, I mean, the difference between those usually is how much do you like the world that you're in. So if you really like the world and you're really committed to the world, then the character going on a side quest to just mess around in it doesn't really bother you that much. But if it's like something you don't really buy into, so in your case, Red Dead Redemption, I assume you just weren't into the Old West. Right. Like you didn't want to travel that way. You didn't want to interact with Old Westy people. Did you ever play like the like the Call of Juarez games, like Cowboy stuff in general? Is that just not your era? What about uh, Gun? No, I never played Gun. Gun was good. Was it? I enjoyed uh, Gun. I, no, I guess the only Western game I ever played was that Westerado, right? We played that game. Westerado was cool, and but that was, that was also different. That also didn't take that long to play. It was also kind of open worldish. Yeah, yeah. But, but you really. also kind of had direction. It's like go here and yeah. you just talk to the people. Um, yeah, my my algorithm for open world games is pretty much like 
Is it modern? Is it kind of ordinary? Eh. I agree. I'm, is I'm it just, like I'm just high with fantasy? That. Yeah. I agree. That's I'll one take of the reasons sci-fi. I like World of Warcraft. I'll take, I'll take uh, historical stuff. I'll take fantasy stuff. I just, I spend every day in this world. I, I don't want to play stuff uh-huh. in this world Preach. so much unless there's something Preach. really crazy about it. So Watch Dogs yes. probably didn't really do much. Although Watch Dogs is like a dystopian sort of future type slightly, thing. It is a yeah. little bit. It's, it's like it's like it's just slightly future enough. I think of it as the like near future cousin to Assassin's Creed. It's actually rated fairly well on Metacritic. I decided to look it up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got an 80 on Metacritic. Oh, that's really I mean, good. The thing about opening... Watch Dogs is that like, it wasn't a bad game necessarily. I think that what people got upset about was the difference from what was promised. Yeah, it, it And suffered... also some of the PC settings. It definitely, so. yeah, it had some PC issues at launch and it suffered from the old uh, Ubisoft downgrade, which yes. someone made a, a great video of actually that was on Reddit the other day. Interesting but, video to see. Um, I, I mean, as a as new IP in an open world type setting, I think it actually did pretty well. It 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 under delivered on what it could have been, but when it's your first title, that's usually to me that's like, all right, from here, where could they go? See, I agree with that. Had they not oversold it, there were so many things about the game that I remember thinking were really cool. Like mm-hmm. Gavin would be walking along doing something, and then someone else would have entered his game and started hacking him, and he's like, "Where the fuck is he?" And he's like running around trying to find the person, and he has so many seconds to like find them before they successfully hack him. And like, I remember thinking like that was really cool. Like, th- that's something to me I haven't seen in a game that it was done in a way that I thought was really really cool. So had they not overpromised all these things, mm-hmm. you could hack everything, and it was like way mm-hmm. overwhelming. There was no yeah. way to not make that overwhelming. Um, I think they would have had like a bigger hit on their hands. Well, that's what I hope to see from the sequel is. Uh, it boiled down to eventually it's like, all right, well, you can change the traffic lights, you right. can raise the Ooh, pillars, you can... Traffic lights. Hey, uh, there's like six effect. things that you could do. Yeah. Um, so if I they wish I could control traffic 12, lights in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if they just expand that to 12, uh, then they're already got kind of a hook there. So you can do twice as much as you could have done before. I mean, realistically, how many things can you really interact with on a daily basis? But how many things can you hack on a daily basis? I'd, I'd, hack I'd your mind. like probably less than one. A lot of real <laughs> hacks take a while. It's not just push the button at it. Yeah, he's no script kitty, okay? Yeah. Back up, Gus. <laughs> so I'm going to get my phone on. He's a little, little more here, okay? Watch yeah. me DDoS the traffic light. Oh, no, they've got Cloudflare. Like LulzSec. Call LulzSec in for like a... Firebomb traffic jam. But I mean, they're they're keeping true to what they said, and I think we talked about this before Watchdog launched frequently, where you know Ubisoft said that they wanted this to be this is the game, right? They said they wanted to be their next ten year franchise that they were really looking. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they said this was a ten year. Yeah, for it to be like their next big property, they were going to grow. So I mean, they're sticking with it. Well, are they called? Was Destiny the ten year franchise? I think yes. I think they were going to say Destiny. I know that I'm. I know Destiny said it was like a ten year thing. Remember we saw the like the leaked. PowerPoints or whatever that were like their ten-year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do recall Watch Dogs. I think they said it was going to be the beginning of like their next big franchise, and they are doing something interesting with this one, which is at least they're moving it. So mm-hmm. instead of Chicago, it's going to be in San Francisco, and you can I don't know. And what did you call it? Hack like. sustainably. What did you call it in our chat? San Francisco. I wish it was San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, because I loved that. Like I, you know, like like the sort of the futuristic big hero six kind of world. Uh-huh. I love. Yeah. I think that's super cool and and weird and crazy. But really? um, but this is just like oh, San Francisco, and I'd be like, yep, I know that building. Oh, Do you I think know that'll that help you? Well, we'll update it. You know. 
I mean, it'll be we'll, future San I'll be able Francisco. to navigate. Yeah, for sure. This, but, it wasn't GTA Five like this is the real streets of New York. So I feel like if it's somewhere you're from, you're like, yeah, I know where I'm going. Well, New York yeah, is they're, LA. Yeah, there are places. Sorry, well, see if I'm LA. LA. Yeah. Santos. But there was something. Was it Watch Dogs? Then that they were like, these are the real streets of New York. Uh, Chicago. 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 No, the, what is the one that's in New York? The division. Uh, the division. Thank uh, you. There, yeah. uh, it's the real streets of New York yeah. and division. So, uh, so I don't know anything. I just want to leave now. Watch Dogs. I guess who is it? Senior producer Dominic Guay, I don't know how to say that, mm -hmm. uh, said that, you know, after Bungie made the 10-year comment for Destiny, he said, uh, uh, his direct quote is, honestly, that's what we're doing too. Okay. Here's the way we think about it. Even if we change our minds mid-course or after shipping watchdogs and say scratch that, we'll do something else. The planning helps to me a strong core so I <laughs> like he says like that's what we're planning on unless of course we absolutely change our mind what could fails. happen if once no we show up we don't know but uh, until then yeah, yeah 10 it's years. cool though he's, you know he's not making any promises he can't that's keep true. he's saying like we have some thoughts might not do those thoughts yeah that's yeah. our plan but shit changes sometimes yeah, yeah. well I'm curious if Which part I'd of rather that change have. of directions is, is changing the it seems like the the main character is not going to return from one no no day. Aiden right but it right. seems like the, the yeah, new character like also a member of like some stuff carries through like dead right. sec and ctos looks like it carries does he have his uh trench coat uniform no he can't have like, without your he's like a punk rocky looking dude he actually yeah. looks pretty i was like i wonder if i could make that costume i heard his backstory he's from oakland oh he oh wow yeah. so he, his, so his wait, airline so tickets are from cheaper. across the bridge but he's coming over to san francisco to make trouble i see how it is right. you don't you don't make, Oakland types you don't, bridge and tunnel crowd <laughs> you don't make trouble in your own home you go yeah. fuck up your neighbor's house that's right yeah uh, here, let me let me read this. <laughs> Want to remind everyone this episode of the patch is brought to you by Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll was built by fans of anime who love different anime series for all different reasons. Whether you're in it for action or artistry, Crunch Crunchyroll has got Cringe. you covered. Uh, today, they offer the largest, most diverse collection of anime series straight from the source. Each season, they're bringing in the best new anime from Japan. They've even started to help in the production of anime series. On Crunchyroll, you can find series like Big Order, Ace Attorney and One Piece. The episodes are all professionally subtitled and newest episodes are online as soon as one hour after air in Japan via simulcast. All episodes are ad-free in 1080p HD. Try out Crunchyroll Premium for 30 days free at crunchyroll.com slash the patch. That's crunchyroll.com slash the patch for 30 days of Crunchyroll Premium for free. Thank you Crunchyroll for sponsoring our discussion of Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. all of the and other all, all, all of the patch. All, Pretty of, much all, all of the discussions. All of it, yeah. Not just that one. I am kind of curious if, it, if I'm suffering from just rose-colored glasses in that I don't remember what my opinion of Watch Dogs was then. At the at the time, maybe I, I was less impressed with it. But now, looking back on it, 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 still, it doesn't feel like a bad game. Hmm. I was fine with it. Hmm. Did you play it, like, outside of work? Yeah, I played the. I think I, I beat the campaign. the I, The one thing I was really disappointed in that I remember today is that the multiplayer was a little not great. When you could join like a, a session with with I think is five or six people, um, but there were a lot of things that were not globally uh, done. So it was, it was instance like an explosion wouldn't be consistent for everybody's mm. gameplay. Oh, that's shit. That's weird. Yeah, it makes that's it diffi difficult to actually do things together. Yeah. Um, and there just wasn't a lot of meat to it. Mm. But uh, aside from that, I'll be interested to see what it. they do with multiplayer this time around. If they try to they go with it. that sort of asymmetrical thing again, or if they like like revamp it and do, they'd be like, well, that didn't quite work out, but we're going to try this. Do you think 
for this E3, and Watch Dogs reminded me of it, um, will have as many, has much emphasis on second screen experiences because I believe like, That seemed like that was one year. But it was like maybe like two years back to back because it was like Dead Rising 3 had a real like serious second screen experience. Mm -hmm. And then Watch Dogs also, I remember being in a closed door session where they were like, check out what she can do with the iPad. And it was like, she's setting off explosions and she's like, someone's in a car and she's trying to stop them. So and so has an overhead map of things. Right, exactly. Whatever game I I do remember like there was that thing where everyone was like we've got an app for that yeah but I feel everyone had it everyone hate like everyone had it and nobody gave a shit about it and now it's gone I think yeah the 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 downfall of the Wii U has probably killed a lot of those plans like maybe this was other game companies answer to like well we're on a platform that doesn't have that second screen so let's make it let's do it and then they realize that maybe nobody actually uses it much or really wants it or like like, why you'd want didn't really take yeah exactly like why you'd want so many more things to do at the same time, I feel like we're being invaded. Yeah, we so we are. Bernie walking. just likes to like walk Through by and like walk, he just like no. he just like he. This Could you just he, stop being shit? He's looking at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like yeah, oh, I think, oh god, like, oh god, <laughs> oh god. Okay. I, I th- and the other game I think you might also be thinking of as well is the division. They showed that yeah. off as well, where people who weren't actually playing the game could play right. via a tablet and then like drop in and out. And then I remember Dead Rising Three. They were like, guys, the second screen experience for the- I, you looked and it scared me. Uh, <laughs> 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 for this is gonna be so incredible. Look at what we can do with our surface. And it was like, I don't. Well, I have too many screens as I it is. I, I remember using it occasionally, but I can't really remember what It was like, you can call in supplies. You yeah, can, like, like, find a, supplies. There's an overhead like map, maps, right, yeah. that, was, that was integrated with things. The, yeah. the, the thing I remember most about Dead Rising 3 is I would pause the game, go <laughs> to my kitchen un-pause. to make a drink, and I would hear it unpause, and I'd hear zombies attack me, <laughs> oh and I have to run God. from my kitchen back into to I used Bernie it. would run through the house, just shouting, Xbox, pause! Yes. <laughs> I was in a lofted apartment at that, and it was when Gavin and I were long distance, so I'd be like, hey, babe, like on the phone, and I'd be in the loft, and I'd be like, hold on, Xbox, pause! Just screaming <laughs> at my TV. It would constantly unpause itself, and it makes me think of Dan going, you're crazy, oh, yeah. because Dan, <laughs> only, it'd have like those vocal problems, that could help you in battle, but Dan d- only talks to the Connect in his American accent because it doesn't understand Gavin and uh, Dan at all <laughs> unless they do it. But Dan's um, American accent is um, incredible; it's very good. But he'd be like, "You're crazy! You're crazy!" You're g-. and Gavin would be like, "Do it again! Do it again! You're crazy!" And I'd be like, "I'm gonna kill both of you! <laughs> you don't just shut up." The, uh, I'm think, glad that's dead, by the way. I think yeah. my favorite tie-in was probably Fable because you know, remember the pub games? There was a, an Xbox Live oh, yeah. arcade game, so it's before second screen experiences, but it was the closest thing to that where you could play the games and then earn gold and then you'd have it in Fable. It was nothing on just gaming the real estate market, but it was a cool way to like get extra money mm-hmm. for the early game. And that was before the game came out. The pub yeah. games came out earlier, yeah. so it was a cool way to get people like hyped for the game before it came out. And the only one I ever remember really using to any length was the, they had a, a tie-in app for Assassin's Creed 4 that would let you send your ships out so they could, you could keep the ship oh, right. mini game going yeah. even when you're not playing. Uh, and I think you could link it while you're playing and actually use it as a map as well. But the, the just being able to do the ship thing in the background was, that was it was actually pretty useful to keep that sub game running. But Syndicate, I don't think, had that sort of metagame in it, and so they probably didn't have an app. What about Fallout, though? Everyone used second screen experience for Fallout 4. I never got it to work. Really? You didn't use your what? Boy? Never I, I used it quite yeah. a bit. Couldn't play Fallout without Gavin's uh, you just, iPad. You just, you just do it in the game. Yeah, works works fine. Okay. It's like if you're the the best 
use for it would be like quick weapon switching mm-hmm. or like you know quickly healing yourself because like you're not not having to go through that step of bringing it up and everything like in the middle of combat that's mainly what i think i used it for mm-hmm. or even like fast traveling between markers mm-hmm. you could do it that that pretty easily also yeah it does seem though that for the most part those second screen experience have just faded quietly into yes. the night and Go what, what, what's, into the, good night. what's the new thing vr is the new thing yeah yeah, oh, yeah. we're gonna VR be, is, we're like gonna now be with VR. over the fucking head with it well, all next week so you just sound mad like, maybe Why are you people mad? will great. take a step back like they 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 think they'll be different by not heading us i think it's gonna take a year or two yeah <laughs> and then they'll 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 figure out like was it great is it not great and then yeah. vr will either be all over the place everywhere or not be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I think it's going to take a little while. Yeah, I'm mad at being hit over the head because we haven't really seen full implementation yet. You know, it's still something that's barely coming out. And at E3 in particular, we're going to probably hear a lot about, you know, PlayStation VR and mm-hmm. if Microsoft's doing something, who knows. And it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be continued promises without yeah. actually delivering yet. I want to see more, though, from Microsoft. They had that whole stage presence last year with the Minecraft demo that they did and... I want to see more of that because we saw so much. It was it was honestly one of the best experiences Bernie and the rest of uh, the RT kids that got to go do that had. But we haven't really heard much about it since. Well, so, I mean, you're talking about the HoloLens yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, What the, they've said since then was, all right, they'll sell you a $3,000 dev kit, but they're not going to turn it into a commercial product. Right, but it's like, I want to know, what, like, what's the next iteration then? Or what's the next... Well, that's what, what they're kind what of talking next? about. Like, that's the, the thing where they're partnering with, uh, it's like Dell and HTC. And that, that's, I mentioned, I think, last podcast, last podcast that it was kind of weird that they've clearly had some kind of dealings with Oculus because there's Microsoft controllers packaged right. with the Oculus. Um, but when they're partnering for the future of their VR, AR, hologram type stuff, HTC was the company <laughs> they went to. So, I'm sorry, did I miss some news about HoloLens while I was gone? What does that mean? HTC is going to be making it, or they're just partnering right, with again, them in some way? We yeah, don't know. Yeah, there's some kind of, they're working on some kind of future AR, I think it's like their hologram project or something. Um, but yeah, it's, it was of the list of com- companies, HTC was on the list. Oculus was not. Well, Oculus is in all sorts of crazy trouble, so maybe not best to be partnered with them right now. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like I was so far out of the loop being gone for so long, so I'm like, tell me what I missed. Yeah, yeah, there's some, I think Oculus, there's been some speculation that Xbox may partner with Oculus for um, Xbox VR because Xbox VR popped up as a category on the E3 website and there's like four developers attached to it, but no one knows what that would actually mean at this point. Like, are they... (laughs) I think the speculation about Oculus involvement is pretty much just because there's an Xbox One controller that comes with Oculus. Well, I mean, that would make way more sense than for Microsoft to try and develop a VR headset from ground up to attach to the... The, I agree. I throw VR. I don't, I'm sick of VR. Give me AR. I want more AR. <laughs> AR sh- should have had its time to shine last year. I want more this That's year. That's harder. I but, want so it. It's harder. But they were doing so good already. I think AR is easier. No, nah, because you have to, well, if you're rendering the image is, is, a, is not bad, but to put it a screen in front of your face, obviously with a large FOV is already an issue. And then to give it presence in the sense that it has to scan and place objects in the world. It's hard. I mean, the Hololens did a pretty good job of it's it, but that's job. it wasn't able to do a yeah, full. Yeah, I, I think also the Hololens might be, you know, it's obviously it's a first generation, mm-hmm. right? Like this is the first time you've seen a product like that. Yeah, it might be so constrained because they've held it down to a self-contained unit. You know, mm-hmm. if you approach it like a VR where it's tethered to a computer, you could probably get a lot more done. Maybe the, the field of view, the optics on it, may be more of a challenge. Yeah, than I would. Even. If there's anything I'd like them to do, I'd 
like them to maybe like stop doing all the crazy stuff initially and get that hardware right first, the the field of view on their projections is just not good enough. Like it's not edge to edge on the screen. And so you can see where it stops. I think that's gonna ruin a lot of the immersion that it would otherwise have. I just didn't experience that. Like I just, I, I genuinely didn't experience, I could see where if I tilted my head, yes and no, but looking straight at an object, I did not see where the object ended. Like looking at that, a hologram of that ship was like a groundbreaking do, moment in my life. Do you think life. that maybe you use your eyes differently than everybody else? No, I think I have glasses, so I'm used to having edges, mm. probably. Uh. So, but I'm it, it, have do, them it does bother. It did bother me too. Yeah. actually, um, when when I've used it, it's like I, th it was very clear to me what the boundaries of the experience were, and I felt like I had to adjust the way I looked at stuff to keep. But you wear glasses, so I maybe it's glasses. not. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just felt like. Already, I felt so blown away. I felt like I was in the future, and then I felt like it just went away, and now we have nothing. Well, so. if they gear the experience to kind of take into account the FOV issues, so if it's something that's small enough that fits, like, say, if it's on this table and they have you positioned a, the correct distance away from the table, then, yeah, it's, it looks fine. But if it's something where it's like uh, kind of the things that they build it as being able to do in, in the promotional stuff like yeah, right. like oh your TV whole up wall, on the wall yeah. yeah then in reality you end up doing this just to see the whole TV no that's true so um, again that's not insurmountable though somebody will come up with a way to, to make it full screen but yeah I think you know again this goes back to you know what they've been showing so far is like the first iteration of a dev kit yeah uh, I think you know even before it gets to consumer hands you know they'll probably iron out a lot of those things I'm sure they're sick of hearing about the field of view issue by now and well, there's that it's other player. Because it's the only really big issue. Yeah, yeah. And so, micro, yeah, you know, Hololens has, has gotten a lot of attention, but what, there was a, that other one. It was like Leap. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Florida-based oh, company, right? Oh, yeah. Wait. Because there's Leap Motion. Yeah. And then okay. Like, you're, I'm talking about Leap Motion, the control. Those things. One of them is the suck. hand. No, do they not <laughs> work well. They're terrible. Because uh, a lot of people have played with them in by attaching them to the front of. Um, is it like Magic Leap or something like that? Magic. Yeah. It is Magic, Magic Leap. Leap. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the people take the Leap Motion and actually they have mounting brackets that attach them to the front of VR headsets. Mm. And it, it, I've seen some pretty cool things done with it, including I think they've updated it recently so it does a better job of actually individual finger tracking. Oh, that's the, cool. Yeah, I played, the last time I played with it was two years ago and it sucked. I think the other one I was thinking of was the Cast AR or the Caster. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's just like uh -huh. augmented reality glasses. The Castar. Yeah, it's a, a sim similar kind of concept where it's just glasses that insert augmented reality. I want this to be the year of AR. It won't be, but I want it to be. No, they gotta get VR out the door and then AR no. will circle back around. Screw you, VR. I want AR. It's so VR makes around. me sick. So I don't feel like the two compete with each other. They don't. No. Not really. So we are, you know, uh, we had an announcement about it earlier this week that uh, we're gonna have uh, Palmer Lucky, who was, you know, the founder of Oculus at uh, RTX delivered by Pizza Hut this year. And we're gonna have an opportunity to talk with him about uh, Virtual reality. So I think like you and I should sit down and come up with like yeah. ideas and things that you know we could potentially talk to him about, uh, you know, in an open panel discussion. Get you know his feelings on it, since mm -hmm. this is someone who's been very involved with the VR movement. Obviously, so his for been very years. quiet lately. I mean, I'm sure he's still. Doing <laughs> Maybe it's because he's like learning to not talk about stuff that he then later does the exact opposite <laughs> of. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's some of it. I, I'm kind of curious at this point how much of a policy setter he is. Uh, you think he's like out at this point? Well, I mean, he's the face of it, but I, and I'm sure he's involved. But once you, you know, sell to a larger company, then there's, there's a, probably a board of directors or there's something. And Facebook uh, in particular. Right. And Facebook's been very busy and not just with Oculus. Ooh, that's one of the things I wanted to talk Segway. about. Are, are you going to talk Take about it? Away, it? Gus. Um, so Blizzard and Facebook announced this this deal, which on the surface seems really weird. So 
Blizzard's going to work to implement some of the Facebook Live APIs into their games so that people who don't have Battle.net accounts can log into Blizzard games via Facebook. Okay. And also it will allow for direct live streaming to Facebook from Blizzard games. But So can is this I Facebook my... trying to do like Twitch stuff? Oh, well, Facebook, you know, has been really pushing their live streaming lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, it's an interesting potential growth vector for Facebook. I'm sorry, for uh, Blizzard. For, like, people who maybe aren't necessarily always gamers. Like, mm-hmm. I've got tons of people on my friends list who are, like, family members who don't know anything about video games. But if, you know, I started, you know, broadcasting They'd really like way, to watch you play yeah, Diablo, Yeah, I'm sure they're though. so excited. Right? Well, I'm, not, I'm not excited to have, like, my, my mother listen to me, you know, playing Overwatch or anything. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it is potentially a new audience for these games that, you know, normally wouldn't seek this stuff out. That just sounds like a bunch of people's streams in my Facebook feed. Like, it just seems it's, like it's more, it's be, like oh, the yeah. new Facebook invite for games you don't want to fucking play. Yeah, well, like, when's, when's the Farmville integration? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I stopped really using Facebook probably like a couple years ago at this point. I'll check it every now and again, and I'll be like, oh, I got 99. Nope, I'm out. And that's that's about it. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I think it's because I've, like, my social media in general has just, like, gone like this for me. I'm getting more and more private in my old age, possibly. But Facebook is was the first social media platform to go for me. Since Facebook owns Oculus, do you think that down the road there'd be, like, some kind of VR streaming system? Where, like, if you have an Oculus headset, you can watch people stream VR games? Well, I know that, um, um, I mean, Facebook, for sure. Facebook yeah. sees Oculus as being, like, the big new thing. I mean, weren't well, they estimating, like, platform. a billion people? Like all having Oculus heads, it's like that's more like everyone in the United States, basically. Yeah, some some date range, but I mean, as soon as someone gets a good form for it, and there are a couple that are are getting there, like Altspace VR and uh, like even Janus VR has some kind of collaborative stuff, which is the thing about that though is that I feel like for Facebook, AR would have been a better fit. Well, that's like if you could just be like going around and like keeping like your social feed like in the corner of your vision, that seems like it would be like sending messages off, whatever. That seems like it would be right up their alley. VR is you are closing yourself off from other stuff. It isn't, it isn't. But I mean, if you if you think of Facebook being a social hub where let's say you here in Austin and have a friend that lives in New York and you both put on your VR headsets and then you are able to communicate as if you were in the same room. Do then do we then have like avatars or something because otherwise we're both avatar, looking at yeah. ourselves having I mean, at each it, other having a headset on you would have an avatar, it, yeah. it goes back to like what we talked about with like werewolves within mm-hmm. right it's like if you're sitting by yourself at home and you want to play a social game with other people you can create a virtual experience where you're sitting right. around and make uh, sword art online real i mean it's all coming. i'm hearing it's coming all i'm hearing but even already in alt space vr so you have a selection of different uh, avatars you can you can pick one yeah you know, and it's not as customizable as it could be so that'll i'm sure will be coming but it goes so far as to detect when you're speaking and it it mimes your mouth in the game. You know what uh, <laughs> What I get from that is, more than anything, I guess it's a throwback, but did you ever read Snow Crash? Snow oh, of Crash. course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Love yeah. That, so I'm, get, I'm getting a fist pump from back there. Thank you very much. I'll look it up, though. Um, yeah, Snow Crash. So it's, um, it's an older sci-fi book, um, and in it, this is, it predated like Second Life and all those mm-hmm. types of games that have come since but it basically speculated on a shared online world where you can have whatever avatar you want and it's got all these these places that you then go to that are social experiences it was basically like a virtual world which oh. you know has, has simpson played with a lot um you know like ready player one had yeah. the oasis and they all have those sorts of things going on but this was like 
a very very early it was, book. It was that, like ninety two, I that. think. Uh -huh. And um, I would like I always thought when I was reading it, it was amazing concept, especially because like people start getting viruses and then dying in real life. Yes. Infecting your okay, head actually, wear. I kind of want to read it now. Maybe I'll read no, it. No, it's yeah, great. It has, I one, love it. it has one of the best opening chapters of any book I've ever read. Really? Mm, yeah, the, the way that it builds the world. Like it, the, the opening chapter doesn't even talk really about like the virtual world. It's like setting up the stage of the, like the physical real world and what's going on. Like tell, telling you how, because it's kind of set in the future. It's like how the world has changed between your time and the time the book Did is Did you read in. Ready Player One as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like the, the same way about Snow Crash. Snow Crash. Snow Crash. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked Ready, Ready Player, Player One, One, except I felt like it got bogged down way too much in being like, look at all my crazy references. And also I thought that the main character was a total fucking tool. Oh. Jeez. Oh, really? Absolutely. His entire family and like 20 people got blown up and he was like... They weren't. Really, and he's like, they weren't his family. They weren't his family. family. Like, like he's his like his aunt that he, he hated. And they all treated him like shit. And the super nice old lady, like the, the lady that was nice to him, he got that entire park of trailers blown up. And his response was, whatever, they took my laptop away sometimes. So fuck him. He, he was a little no! torn up about it. He yeah. wasn't like and that. He, and then he, he did was, this. Put on my gloves. I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go gunting. That was his. Like, I, mean, I don't know. That was I, his real he was, reality. Yeah, like he was. He, yeah. That was his way to get back at them. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like and him. I felt like he had no empathy for anyone else, and he struck me very much as like the type of person on the internet who thinks they're smarter than everyone else. But now he there's was some, smarter. and they're kind of a dick. He, there's some. I mean, definitely, there's some elements of that to his character, but he was also young, so that's I mean, a young male. Yeah, pretty well, typical. Young male privilege. Yeah, yeah, but you know. yeah, so I mean, I liked that world though. I thought mm -hmm. that was really, really cool, and I liked what uh, what Ernest Klein did with it. I just didn't like that guy, and it's really yeah. hard for me to cheer for someone that I just kind of want to be taken down a peg or two. That's mm. fair. I will back that up and say, do you think we're gonna have a VR Second Life? Second Life VR? It's, I mean, I I would say that that probably already exists. Ooh, Tell me where. Is. So, um, Unit Omega on Twitter says Snow Crash basically predicted Wikipedia, Google Maps, Second Life, and VR. Sweet. Lots of good stuff. I actually really like old sci-fi books that they describe something and you read it and it's no big deal because it's something that we have at this point. Yeah. But when you realize it was written in like 1920, you go, holy shit. The context of yeah, it. I yeah, I actually reread Snow Crash about six months ago uh, and it, it still holds up fairly well. I think that the ending with the... Don't spoil no, it. No, just, but, some of the virus no. stuff. Toward, no, just, no just, some of the virus is, stuff is towards really the end cool. is like, well, no, to me it was like, okay, I get it. Like the, the mm -hmm. whole like origin of language stuff was like all right it's, it's it's like a little too complicated for its own good uh, yeah yeah i get that one of my favorite books is um is neil stevenson's diamond age mm. uh, I, never, I never read it it's very cool it's it deals a lot with um with nanotechnology mm. so the idea being that um nanotech has become huge taken over people 3d print everything including food like blankets clothes, whatever. Uh, and people like engineers are now working atom by atom to create things that are super small and amazing and awesome. And um, like the nanobots will go to war with each other. There's like the evil nanobots that are viruses, whatever, and then the defensive nanobots. And so sometimes the city is just super dusty because all the nanobots are at war that you can't see. Hmm. And just like really cool stuff. They're um, one of the major cultures. Uh, they've decided that the Victorian era was the moral high point of humanity. And so they've all reverted to Victorian era sensibilities, dress, all that, like culture, all that sort of stuff. They just also happen to have all the crazy nanotechnology. It's a really cool sort world. Of, Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah steampunk. Steam yeah, it's... Um, I, uh, Nanopunk. I'd, yeah, I'd classify it as a, as a, a cross between... 
Cybersteam? Maybe it's Cybersteam. Cybersteam. We have a, an argue, literary argument going on on Twitter. Glimpselp says, I would argue Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy predicted Wikipedia actually. Okay, well, thank you, Glimpselp. Oh, right. um, and also sure. getting back to games, at Causer of Chaos said, Oh, yeah, games. God of War 4 will be at E3, but Kratos might not be the protagonist. Thoughts on this? Well, they're also saying that the next Witcher might not be Geralt, right? I think it's actually nice for franchises to have jump-off points if it turns out Kratos was... Um, all you wanted in it, and it's like, you, great, don't go to the next one. If you liked the world and you're happy to meet new characters, then great. Join so, this one. What, what, like, like, Kratos is, first of all, I mean, he's, he's the god, god of war. war. Right. And uh, second of all, like, it's all about his family's been killed and now I murder these gods. Yeah, but eventually he's got to run out of yeah, gods, right? Kinda, like, someone else got to take up the mantle. Starbomb has Somewhere covered this hit in the. Song. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a song about it. Uh, Somewhere hits the bottom of that rabbit hole, though, right? Because yeah, it's like, but, he, the first one, doesn't he, he kills Ares in, like, the first one, right? And now there was two more after that. Can I just say that if he's not the protagonist, I'm a little sad, not because of any game implications, but because Sony always brings this really hot Kratos cosplayer to E3. <laughs> Have you guys met oh. him? I got a photo with him last year, and he looks great. You look good, sir. And uh, then maybe he won't be there then, and oh. I'd be very sad. Oh, no, maybe he'll be no, cosplayed as a, a new character. Please. Yeah. Super buff bald man coming to <laughs> PS4 this winter. Now I'm really sad because I just remembered like there was um I liked it was like a booth beef that I worked booth with. Booth beef. Hey, <laughs> nice. Um, when I've I was never heard that I've never heard that. that. I like it. <laughs> um, back when I was at, at Ubisoft, he was um, he was a, like a, a promo guy for um, Haze, which was a, a PlayStation title I worked on. That was a free radical mm. game, mm -hmm. and he was like this military guy. He was he just died recently. Oh, okay. Okay. He also was uh, did Red Five stuff, right? Uh, with um, yeah, I think so. Um, the let game me, that I always make fun of um, for not coming out. But he was, did come out. Oh god, he was he was so, a, an American gladiator. No, been <laughs> forever. Uh, no, no, the one that Red Five. Not, uh, Starcraft Ghost. Now, oh, goddamn. There we it. go. Um, uh, it was he was Hawk on American Gladiator. Oh uh, yeah, oh, Lee Raymond. He was so so nice, and and I read recently that, that he actually passed away, and so I've been really sad ever since. I'm just taking Fireball. that taking that down. Fireball. Uh, yeah, yeah take it down. Um, but but yeah, he was like when I worked with him, he was amazing because he gets super into like the like the over military like persona. Uh -huh. I never I never knew that guy, but I, I would see him all the time at events, and that guy was like he was like he was always really into, into it. it, like whatever whatever he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. It, the the days of like booth babes and booth beef do seem to be, for the most part, like they gone. Are. Unless, unless they're like they now have cosplayers for that. Well, they hire mm -hmm. cosplayers, but cosplayers really aren't the same as booth babes. Where booth babes were to like draw you in, play yeah. the game, let me tell you about they're, it. They're like way more le like legit. Like they're they, just like, hey, take, take a photo, and, and uh, like I, I'm here, and you can take a photo with me, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but we were actually talking about what to do for free play while we were there, and I was like, oh, we'll do somebody's booth. Those don't really exist. Like, booth babes aren't really there anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. What? I'm finally going to E3 and they got rid of all the babes? They really, I mean, like, it's like the babe and ratio. All the, beef. The, the glory days of 2005 <laughs> when, you know, the Blood Rain cosplayer girl was there and she was like the hottest thing ever. They've just gone way downhill. Or that time you were telling me they used to just strap Nintendos to. Booth babes and having oh my yeah, okay. oh, that should be like attached. There, yeah, there was a video. The 3DSs that were attached to the ladies. There was something else. Uh, I think Mega sixty four made a video at E three back in oh five or oh six, and it was one. It was like a behind the scenes. Like it wasn't a narrative. It wasn't like one of their normal skit videos. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up and see if I can find it. But it was them walking around E three, and it was like uh, they went to one booth, and the booth was literally 
jump in a bouncy house with a hot girl yeah. and enter for a chance to win a flat screen monitor. It's like, what the fuck you can't is this? Lose. No, it's awful. It's amazing. That's awful. First of I'm all, I'm glad that shit's let gone. Let me just tell you that those girls are paid badass amounts of money. It's an amazing opportunity for a lot of girls. And um, one year G4 did a contest where it was like, hey, be one of our booth babes. And some girl won and she got to be flown out to LA and it was like a big deal for her. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I was a booth babe one, one year, not at E3, so like not cool enough to make it to the big show uh, but it was during E3 like in an off-site presentation and it was awesome I got to wear a cool costume I got in trouble for playing the game it was really fun you got in trouble for playing yes, the game twice I got in trouble it was this Taiwanese MMO and this guy was like can I watch you play the game and I was like yeah it was like their World of Warcraft so I was playing it and then he walked away without like saying anything to me and this guy came back and was like you cannot play the game he put like, down the controller I, that was a mistake she's doing a really bad job of it I, no. I, I don't want to tell her they but like, took gonna... photos of me and then they just like wander off and I get in trouble I'd be like I swear there was a guy here <laughs> yeah sure there was yeah. Meg get back on the floor idiot alright here let me read this other thing uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of the patch is also brought to you by MeUndies whether you're wearing a suit or sweats, you spend almost 24 hours a day in your underwear. But instead of making a statement like Superman's tights under his everyday clothes, your underwear is probably boring. I'm talking to you. Uh, MeUndies is here to change that. Every pair of MeUndies is made from sustainably sourced modal, a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. Nothing can describe the fit and feel of MeUndies, but once you try them on, you'll understand why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they're free, no questions asked. <laughs> MeUndies has dozens of styles and limited edition prints to help you make a statement with your underwear, whether anyone can see them or not, just like Superman. Uh, shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada, and you can save up to $8 a pair with MeUndies subscription plan. Get a subscription or a single pair. Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash the patch. That's MeUndies.com slash the patch for 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash the patch. Amazing underwear. I have... Replaced all my underwear with me undies. What do you think the questions are that they're saying no questions asked? Do you think previously it was like <laughs> some questions asked? And yeah. then they were like, you know what? We actually don't yeah, want Yeah, we don't no, want no, it. No. <laughs> we're going to burn them regardless. My favorite part about having me undies sponsorships is that occasionally I'll be yeah. walking through the kitchen and Nadia will walk in and she'll just like hand me a pair of underwear and then walk off without saying a word. Yep. And I'll be like, woohoo. I got some underwear. Yeah, I have a bunch of my desks that are just like... teeth is that a good so experience? So that's better than what happens at Achievement Hunter. They just come in and like, free undies! And then it's we all dive on them, kind of like a feeding frenzy. Oh, yeah. And See? if you come up with underwear, you just hope it's your size. And if not... You no questions anywhere. asked. You take it home anyway because yeah, you're too proud to give it to someone gonna, else. Yeah, I'm not going to give it up. Or you trade with somebody. It's like, hey, trade you, him. What you, you, you got over there? You got you got large. What are you looking at? Trade him for a YouTube hoodie. There you go. Yeah. You get somebody's giving. It, you get all the underwear. It's like a carnival prize. You get like ten underwear, and then you trade that in for the hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Now I do. Times. Honestly, I gotta say, I miss the the days of booth babes. I just pulled like a knot out of my hair. Uh, I miss the days of super awesome booth babes and super awesome swag. Ryan and I were talking again about like swag has not been very big at E3 this past few years either. Hmm. It's, it's interesting. Like cool I feel like um, the as the industry has kind of been growing up, like the. It was always a trade event. It was always meant for for journalists and all that stuff. And oddly enough, I feel like it's becoming more inclusive now. The 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 ESA is starting to learn about things like YouTube, for example, and people who do videos for video games on YouTube, and that that actually has a value. Like two years ago, was virtually impossible 
to get into E3 as a YouTuber because they'd be like, you don't have an Alexa score, so we're not gonna, yeah, like, we're not th gonna give th you anything. Three years ago, when Jack went, they point blank told him, uh, YouTube does not count as media. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's weird. It's so sort of like grow in. up and yeah. learn about you all had this to stuff. Like, like glom on. Anytime we went with SourceFed, we had to glom onto their parent. Like Discovery had to guess, mm. and like your parent company had to be like. It's good. It's all right. I told the kids they could play. Yeah, I signed exactly. their permission slip. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, I agree with you. Like, I do think the industry has grown up. And I do think that the Booth Babes and Times of Austin Swag represent more of like the teenage years of the industry. But I miss, I had a giant inflatable Wiimote. Where's that at E3 this year? I want one of those. I want more dumb swag. Hey, I'm not maybe we'll do get like a, with. maybe we'll have an inflatable Master Sword because uh, the Legend come up of uh, Zelda will be there. Something right? sweet because I need it. <laughs> I need it to throw away. I need it. I just needed to have it. You take a giant suitcase <laughs> with you just to bring your swag back. Well, yeah. there, there's really just no one point. Booth, babe, and they're kicking no, my suitcase. No, normally, that's what <laughs> I do. Like, I'll, I'll reject all swag because, like, I know it's like I'm, I can't take this back. And they're like, "Oh, here." And like, "No, no, it's okay. Give it to someone else." But my whole thing is, do you have that shirt in women's? Then don't bother. Yeah, it exactly. Me. What is that? A large? Like, it, no, it thank does, you. It does no good for you for me to sleep in it. Yeah. And guess what? I already have twenty of those shirts that people are like, "No, it's pajamas for you." It's not pajamas. I it's won't wear. Not. How it's dare rags. you? Yeah, uh, I once well, saw like a tutorial online for like how to turn your crazy large con T-shirt into like maybe a dress that you can wear, and I never did that there, either because I can't sew. There was a booth you. at RTX last yes. year. Yes, Meg now sews for me. Yeah, the, 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 that was a fucking great idea. They uh they ruined my Mega sixty four shirt. Oh no! Yeah, what, they would buy me a new charmy like shirt. They, wait, wait, what happened? They, what was the, what they, was they would they would take your shirt in for <gasps> you if you bought a shirt that was too big. It was yeah. like a they would alter it on the fly. That's yeah, you wonderful. could drop off your your yeah. men's cut shirt there, and then they would alter it for women. Yeah. And uh, it was right across from the Mega 64 yeah. booth. Uh, so I got last my Charmy shirt. They were like, "Sorry, we don't have any girls, but here's the men's one. If you go there, they'll do it for you." I dropped my shirt off, and then I came back the next day, and they were—I put it on. And they were like, "What did we do wrong? <laughs> this is not like a difficult process." So I was like, "Can we try somewhere?" It again, this please? one went awry. Yeah, but like, I did see lots of others. Yeah, that, no, seemed, the, that seemed cool. Yeah, it was, and I thought that was—it's a, a great service. I can't believe I'd never seen that at yeah. any of the other events I've been it's to. It's a really smart. It was service. like a ten by ten booth with like two sewing machines in it. Yeah, it makes—it makes perfect sense for all, all like all the people that are hopeless like me i'm like i like it it's really cool but I, there's no way this is gonna work out yeah you just approach every booth at a con like what do you have in women's before i start picking out any yeah. designs pretty here? much mm -hmm. pretty much like yeah. the, the very few and i do have shirts that i wear i have an evolve shirt that i wear all the time just because they had a girls one and i was so happy that i still have it and i wear it <laughs> of course it was also a very comfortable shirt yeah so. well that helps and i like to, I, you know to this day i like evolve's logo the, like the, the four little dots forever, and then the little V and then like the one long like I'm like that is so perfectly it was the other, was, it, was it one yeah it's well, a, then the V and then the four no because it was um, e, oh yeah then e, V there's two V's yeah but I thought it was, oh you're right so yeah it was I the last V yeah, but no, no, Evolve. but the V so could I think, be either. Right, I, think it's, I think it's 4v1. I thought it was 1v4. Evolve logo. Either way, it's, it's great logo. <laughs> and it's, it's and either way, it's 4v1. Damn, you're right. Yeah, what's up? I don't get to be right against Gus on a lot of things. <laughs> Here we go! All right, we get it. I'm wrong. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> yes! yes. Uh, but yeah, that's just like, that's one of the best logos I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's it tells you exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. With Evolve coming up, that was one of those... Kind of game mode ideas that seems to have died down is the you know they really asymmetrical. The asymmetrical. Like, mm. I agree because Fable, Fable Legends was going mm -hmm. to be and died a unfortunate sad death, which is a, a shame because I actually was looking forward to it. 
Um, what else? There was Evolve. Evolve there there was, was there were a couple of those asymmetric yeah. games, and maybe Mario some Party. other ones also quietly died. It, but Actually, it's there. That one's, you know yeah, what? It is. That's a that's a good example. Thank one. you. Uh, yeah, I guess did I mean Evolve kind of might have mm. like accidentally killed the genre before it really got underway. It wasn't a bad game, but they just had some stumbles at launch. I think that... I think their communication on the product offering was flawed, and yeah. it drove a lot of people away before they even considered it. The yeah, four hundred was... different versions you could buy with like yeah. all the different weird perks that you could get, but then you had to pay for each of the perks. It was and then they not started well losing of. data, which is that yeah. is not a good. Was, people was, will just bypass the game more than anything. It was too many betas. People and it got, was a lot of betas. People got right. their fill of the yeah. game before the game came out. I think is ultimately you know what hurt them there. Though it seems to be working. They had a okay really sweetie three statue, though. We're not getting as many like really cool like swags, but there's some great gigantic there statues are good, around. Like art pieces nowadays, and mm -hmm. I would count the cosplayers among those. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's not like I think the cosplayers are awesome. They look good. Well, no, they, yeah, cosplayers are amazing. The yeah. things that they come up with are just astounding. Uh, I wanted to mention though that we uh, we tried out Paragon. Okay, um, that's the ooh. epic. Yeah. Uh, so you can, I think, if you pay for the Founders Pack, it's like 20 bucks. You can play it now. But if it's going to be a free-to-play game, why would sure you? When, uh, Soon-ish. Um, in a world that we've now played Overwatch and Battleborn, really? it feels real slow. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's, okay. It's much more on par with uh, original like League of Legends slash Smite, where even Smite, they started to get the idea that's like, you know, we need to pick up the pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. You don't want, People don't want to wait a minute and then spend another two minutes getting back to the fight. Um, which I think Battleborn did a great job of really addressing. You can get back into it and there's stuff going on and the spawn times get long if things go wrong, but you can at least get back to where you need to be. Uh, but this one felt really slow. Hmm. We only took one shot at it so far, but... There had to have... I feel like there had to be one hurt antelope in the herd, which is mm -hmm. that I, I was... I honestly thought it was going to be Battleborn. And then Battleborn came out swinging. No, I think Battleborn's held its own pretty well against... I mean, it's not an Overwatch, but I'm, I think I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, I was seeing things, like, within two weeks, it was discounted by, like, 40%, and that they've lost a huge amount of player base because they came out too close to Overwatch, I do think and the Overwatch was hype was smart. so high. But yeah. I feel like what I've heard of people who are playing it is that they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I've heard that as well. Yeah. But it is a, a very solid game. It's and a that solid it should have had more months to itself. I yeah. think between, and it might have had a better chance to get established. Like Overwatch is not an MMO. I, or sorry, no, sorry, an MMO. Uh, MOBA. So it's... So, right. is, so is, is Paragon more MOBA-ish? Because yes. like the problem I always have... The, the only... I'll, I'll clarify this. The only MOBAs I've really played are Smite, which is kind of a di mm -hmm. slightly different MOBA. And I play a lot of Heroes of the Storm. And the problem I always have like with Heroes of the Storm... And I love that game. I played the shadow of that game. I talk about it all the time. Um, the problem I always have with that game, and that I had to teach myself when I first started playing, was early in the game, you can't really engage in PvP. Like, you got to spend time farming and building up your level to really become effective. Like, is Paragon yeah. like that also? Like, Or can you directly engage right uh, away? No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a very similar thing. It's got, uh, it really hits all the same tropes as League of Legends and Smite, where it's, you've got, uh, so instead of a store, you have cards that you get. Uh, and it's you get like a deck of cards. I think that you might be able to assemble yourself, but that's your uh, things that you can buy in the store. You have two passive slots and four active slots. So you buy two things that will just passively do benefits for you and that you can upgrade. So, I mean, there's some tweaks to the system, uh, but you could upgrade in previous in Smite and League of Legends. Um, 
I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, you yeah. get better versions of things. Well, like at Smite, I know you had the store. Right. You know, and you would buy new, right. new stuff. And then, you know, the normal, like, health potion or, or mana potion, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's got the same, it's like, all right, well, here's the jungle area. Here's the, the three lanes uh, that have, you know, there's a progression of entrenched defenses that mm -hmm. you have to overcome with the help of your creep. Uh, it's it's a prettier Unreal Engine looking version of any of the standard MOBAs, mm. and it's got it suffers from that same plotting game pace. Uh, and MOBAs are not known for a plotting game pace in general, right? They're they're supposed to be quite almost I don't want to say like chaotic, but kind of hectic, right? Like you want it. They they're competitive. They want to feel urgent. I well, think if you're League doing it Legends, right, they are. Yeah, right? yes they and still no, have but a... there's still a lot of like strategy involved in League of Legends. So there yeah. are times where nobody, there are no player on player. There's no yeah. player on player action. There's like PVE a lot to it. But, but that's that tends to be, um, and I mm -hmm. haven't played that one, but it doesn't tend to be like PVE a little bit earlier on as you're like building up a lot of that stuff and then moves over more into PVP. It depends it, on where you encounter the enemy, really. Like the, who's going to venture into whose territory first. And then the that thing that thing. that does well and serves well in the game is that it puts a, a heavy price tag on failure. If you die, <laughs> yes. it means something. Absolutely. But it also gives you a more strategic pace rather than a tactical pace. Yeah, so, so yeah, then you're more you're, you're very defensive about it cuz you don't you know you're not playing yeah. you're not taking chances cuz you don't want to die and potentially be removed from the game and have to take spend time right. to get back I into it. I do agree. I think that that sounds much more like MOBA-esque. See, one of the things that I liked about we talked more about um Warzone in Halo was that I thought it was like a MOBA light in mm -hmm. that it was very MOBA-esque but it was very action-packed. So, is that something you would have wanted to see more from Paragon as more something like Warzone or I think it coming out after Battleborn meant that that the, the most recent MOBA experience in my brain was the Battleborn version of it, and this felt tediously slow after mm. that. Which, if I went straight from League of Legends or Smite to this, it might have felt like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this is pretty comparable. Um, but the, the difference between Overwatch, Battleborn, which are both very quick, very fast, very action-oriented games, to this... Is is pretty stark. Mm. It's and again, we played one game versus AI, and it was uh, we're not known for that sort of gameplay. So it it took us a little while to figure out, uh, like, to downshift and go, oh, that's that's what this game's going to be like. Settle what? in for the longer play, and then you know we start you start unlocking abilities, and your player gets more diverse. But I was playing a tank character, so I was even slower than many of the other characters, and it was. Slow, slow. Now, they did do one thing, and we didn't really kind of figure it out until halfway, and I don't know if some of the other ones do this, but I think when you spawn or go back to the starting area, you get a speed boost until you attack anything. Mm. Okay. So you can move a little bit faster. <laughs> Smite doesn't do that. But it's still not <clears throat> terribly quick. But you can mm -hmm. heal in your base. Yeah, just, Smite. again, yeah. exactly like those. What you platform did y'all play on? Uh, we got it on PS4. Mm -hmm. You know what game? Um, I saw this at E3, I think, two years ago, and I haven't played it since but i'm actually surprised we haven't heard more about it it was uh coming out of bethesda and it was called battle cry and it was very much um that that sort yeah. of um moba-esque type player but it was they've unofficially shuttered that i think okay. like they've kind they of just stopped. like just stopped talking about yeah. it and then was eventually it like they'll gigantic? shutter it it's it, kind of disappeared it was cool in that it was um it was slightly futuristic the idea being that everyone figured out that wars cost too many lives and all this stuff so they created these like zones where representatives of countries would go to do battle and they outlawed black powder weapons 
So it's sort of futuristic, sort of steampunky though, because then they all go back to like giant swords and bows and arrows and all that sort of stuff uh, to actually play the oh, game. Cool. The uh, first cinematic I ever saw was amazing because like this chick has oh, this yeah. fucking huge sword uh, and there she is. and could yeah. also turn it into like a, a shield. Like it would, uh, it would like break into a bunch of different pieces, fan out, and then it would be a shield as well. So it's very, it was very like stylized and cool. I played it and. Uh, when I played it at the time, and again, this was a few years ago, it already felt very polished, but maybe they decided it just wasn't a good time for it because there's so many other Look, titles yeah. by yourself. coming out in that I space. I was like, she's going to take them all down. Look at that thing. That's yeah. huge. I was yeah. a beta sign up. I, I, I played that game at PAX Prime last year. And I just checked their Twitter account, and they haven't tweeted since July of last oh, year. Okay. I just look at well, all that, and we'll, I'm like, we'll see. Maybe I they just have like taken it back in to do some extra stuff to it. I'd still like to see it at some point. Speaking of things that were a big splash at E3 that actually will be there this year, For Honor looks badass. I'm so it excited. It was the game of show last year, I think, for most it of us. Besides, us. but sniffing pugs, of course. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to see more of it this year because we actually there was a playable demo on the floor. We didn't get to play it because we were all running around like crazy. But I am. Excited to play it because everybody said last year it was already so great and felt so good. And like this idea of weight and momentum was really important. If you were going one way and then you changed your, your it guy would was take a stutter. second. Yeah. I'm really excited to get my hands on it for yeah. sure. Yeah. A couple of us um, uh, did manage to go to an after hours like UV demo session. Oh, sweet. And so I got to play it a little bit. And it oh, plays like a finished game. That's it plays awesome. super polished. And that's a year ago. Again, it was only one class that we were able to see at the, um, at the oh, time. Yeah. They've got like this night class, but then they're all also going to have, I think, uh, like samurai classes yeah. and Viking, like lots of different really famous warrior types, and they'll all feel and play very different. So the knights play very heavy. Yeah. But one of my favorite things about it, and this is a you know a stupid cosmetic thing, but it's always mattered to me, is that I can be a chick, but she's also got like like badass real armor, and she's like, what? I will kick your ass. Awesome. I mean, she's not just covered at the bikini regions. And, she's, uh, she got her hair like up in like a, a braid that's going to go under the helmet, and she's ready to braid. fight. She's like braid. ready to go. That's so cool. Um, but really, it it plays fantastic. And yeah, you can see uh, like you can see the different moves that are coming because mm -hmm. they'll like move a sword up before doing a top attack, and you can block that specific thing. If you do it to the side, you're not blocking the attack, and you fuck up. It's kind of an so, evolution of the chivalry gameplay. Yeah, it's like really that. great, and it, it, it plays wonderfully. So um, I think we're having that on our stream again yeah. this year. I'm really excited to see like if we get to see maybe like a new warrior type. Mm -hmm. Well, see, they can they can have this game for like five years at E3 and just like introduce a new warrior type <laughs> each time. I'll probably be happy. Slow roll it. So yeah. uh, it's about time to wrap up. Yes. But we we should mention what you just said again that we're not going to have the patch at the normal time next week. Instead, we'll be doing E3 coverage. So check out, uh, we'll be streaming all day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, as well as uh, another stream on Sunday. Yes, um, so we're, um, we're doing two streams uh, uh, this coming Sunday. Um, all these times are going to be in Pacific time because that's what I've, I've scheduled them in and that's what my brain is working in right now. We've got one 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. Pacific. We're covering the EA press conference and another one on Sunday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Pacific for the Bethesda press conference. And then... Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're doing live streams all day starting at 10 a.m. Pacific, and we'll be doing game demos. We're doing the patch every day, so we just have somewhere to yak, yak, yak about all the stuff that we're seeing at the show. Uh, we'll have interviews. It's going to be a really good time. I'm looking forward to it. All right. We'll see you guys. Go to the Rooster Teeth we'll channel. Right? Yeah, it'll yes. be streaming on on the Rooster Teeth YouTube, yes. and um, I think we'll embed it on the site if we can. But um, it'll be on the YouTube, so it'll be open to everybody. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you there. Right. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.